Welcome to episode 80 of The Numbers Game. I'm Jace. I'm here with Nick and Marty. And fellas, we are on the home stretch to 100 eps. I'm feeling pretty excited. We, we've set some big goals. We've set some targets. And we're just, just trucking along, motoring towards it, providing value and launching eps bloody, you know, every second day at the moment from, from what I can keep up with. Uh, how are you guys going? You up and about? You've gone a bit premature there. We're at 80. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got Jesus. Do you want a cake? <laughs> I think you've gone very early. I mean, we you know, we are getting close, so we are getting excited. That's, that's an A, isn't yeah. it? That's, that's a distinction, high distinction. I don't know. I can't remember what the grades okay, well, were back, back very, in the day. I feel but... very buoyant. I feel like I've achieved something I haven't yet, but I'm uh, up and about. So, no, feeling good, Jace. It is exciting. It's amazing to think we've come such a long way. Having done 80, uh, I remember when we first started, uh, mm. we were just normal, average, everyday human beings. And, <laughs> and now, you know, the rock star status that comes with 80 episodes on the numbers game is quite remarkable. Uh, how are you feeling, rock star? How are you, Nick? You well? Right. Yeah, look, obviously, uh, I haven't got the following you have because I haven't noticed a change, but... Um, <laughs> I'm good. I tell you what, the one thing we are rocketing towards is um, Christmas time, as I've mentioned before. But I kid you not, on the left hand side of me, outside of our window, it's not raining. On the right hand side of me, outside that window, it's windy and raining. Mm. So it's now mid November that we're recording this. I think it's 14 degrees as a top today in Melbourne, yeah. which yeah. is just what the hell is going on, mm. Mike? Uh, it's mid-November. I'm ready to wear some shorts and thongs, but it's just not going to yeah. happen this weekend. I, I did wear shorts and thongs yesterday, um, but off the back of all the rain, I was like, I'm going to go for a run, but not because I, I actually cared about you know going for a run and, and the fitness side of it. I wanted to run down to the Yarra to see the rising water to see how close it was to going, tipping over the edge. And along the path down near the tan, um, the water had come up onto the path that I usually run on and there was ducks swimming where I was running. So I was like, "Poor, that was my excitement for last night anyway, gents. And uh, well, well, I'm hanging out for this hip operation. I'm a week <laughs> off now, so I don't care what it's doing outside. It's 20 degrees inside the house, and uh, I just can't wait to get out and about. But this Ladina is, uh, when, when's that over? When's that over so we can actually get some sunshine? Is that finished with? Like, no, no. Surely. I think it's going to be worse this year, you know. Mm. Um, really? Yeah, they've, they've extended yeah, it. I'm pretty sure they extended yeah. it. They said it was going to. Basically, you know, impact us for most of summer, which, you know, just the joys. Jeez, oh, I can't wait to get the rig out again. <laughs> I think you kind of feel, you know, I, I actually feel guilty complaining about it. I'm just complaining for a joke. But mm. you think about the farmers and, you know, they can't, they can't, they've had crops ruined. So mm. uh, imagine a yeah. whole year of income yeah. gone. Goes from um, one extreme to the other for them, from droughts many years ago to then the other extreme of, of floods. So, yeah, no, you're right, Nick. It's, uh, Ch- chuck in some inflation and it's uh, a yeah. Merry Christmas. That's eh? oh, just uh, it'll be fine. Put jumpers oh. on and shut up, eh? Maybe we'll yeah. Yeah, that's look. Let's talk about something a bit more up uplifting. Uh, tax <laughs> and land tax. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I think I think we should go straight into it off the back of that. Well, I um <laughs> I wanted to bring something up today and just get your both of your opinions on this and if you think it's something. Uh, that we should do in this state. It's uh, it's it's some some legislation that's been passed in uh, New South Wales, and you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot on this podcast is the property market and how difficult it is to get into the property market, rising prices and and whatnot. And this is something that's been on the agenda for a while, and it's just been passed. So I thought it would be interesting to talk about, but. 
Um, New South Wales, if you are a first home owner uh, purchasing for below 1.5 million, you now have the ability to choose to pay an annual land tax over your stamp duty. Now, this is significant uh, in my opinion for a few reasons. There's, yeah, there's, there's the obvious, the obvious politic bash happening, politics bash happening where you know one party's saying it's wrong, other party's saying it's right. I don't think it's wrong or right. I think it's very much based on the individual. Um, one of the hardest things uh, to get into a property is being able to save a deposit. Now, let's use a million dollar purchase um, because it's because it's really easy. And let's talk about Victoria because that's where a lot of our listeners are. But you need five uh, percent of the purchase price um, as a minimum because the bank will lend you ninety five percent. So there's fifty grand. And then as a homeowner, you're looking at about five percent in stamp duty, give or take, um, without discount. So. 10% or anywhere between 8 to 10% is somewhere we would suggest someone would need to save to be able to get into a property. So on a million bucks, which is not a big purchase price anymore, that's $100,000 or maybe just south of 100000 Now, you know, I'll put it back to you guys. How hard is it to save that amount of money? That's saving $2,000 a week. That's not going to happen. So you're not going to do it in a year. $1,000 a week, that's probably not going to happen. So you're not going to do it in two years. So, you, so you're looking at other ways such as parents, such as um, friends, whatever, to help you get into the market. So what the New South Wales legislation will do is it'll abolish, abolish that stamp duty. So that figure would straight away go from 50 down, to, uh, from, straight from 100,000 down to the 50,000, which is the 5% deposit that you need. Um, you would then pay a uh, an annual uh, land tax, which is what investors pay in this state anyway, um, which is $400 plus 0.3% on the value of the land. So who's the smart one here? What's 0.3% of a million? Three grand? Is that right? Yep. Is is that on the land though, not the, the full purchase? Just on the land component? It says on the value of the land. So I'm going to assume that's, that's the land. Because that's interesting. Because the – Yeah. Uh, unless it's like rates where – I am actually don't know the answer to that, Marty. Maybe we'll, we can we can find that out. Um, yeah. It was hard to get a lot of information on it because it's just been passed. So what's 0.3%? Is that three grand? Yep, three um, grand. Yeah. Yep, 3000 So on a million-dollar purchase, you're looking at $3,400 per annum in um, in land tax instead of stamp duty. So obviously, you know, the government's backed this up with some data. Um, so New South Wales Treasury data shows if someone purchased for a million dollars and sold the place 10 years later, the annual land tax payments over 10 years would total $19,881 in present value terms compared to $40,090 in upfront stamp duty a saving of $20,200. So there's so many variables you throw into this. And because of the variables, I think it's a good thing. And let me just explain that. That's 10 years. So not many people stay in a house 10 years. It's very rare these days. So if that ex, that less, let's say it's less 50,000 you've got to save, if that gets you into a property two years quicker and that $3,400 
you can easily service that over the next five or six years, which is generally how long someone holds a house before they want to upgrade it or whatnot. You've then, instead of paying $40,000 on that house, you've paid over, say, six years, you've paid about $20,000 in um, land tax or less than that, according to the New South Wales government. Now, when you go do your second house, yes, you're probably you're gonna you're not going to be a first homeowner, so you're going to pay stamp duty like everyone else. But you've gonna you you're gonna have built equity up in that property for six six years, seven years, instead of waiting two or three years to get in and having to pay more for the property. My personal opinion is anything that gets someone into the market quicker is a good thing. Um, Obviously, the opposition has come out and said, well, there's two major issues with this. The first issue is that if you hold the property for 30 years, you're going to pay more money and it's a never-ending tax. Now, what I can tell you is when you're a first homeowner, you are not holding the property for 30 years. I've been doing mortgages since 2000 and early 2000s and within five or six years, people are moving on. Now, you might hold that forever home for 30 years. But you pay stamp, you've got the choice to pay, you pay stamp duty on that. So you don't have that, um, that, ev- that everlasting tax. And it's the forever home that you stay 20 or 30 years, not the first home. The other issue is the government having the ability to alter the tax rate. So it's, it's a tax, right? So at the moment, it's 400.3 of the value. What's to say it won't go up to 400.5 of the value? or 400.6 of the value. So you don't have that certainty as to what you paid is what you paid. My argument to that is, well, they can introduce a land tax or they can get you in any other way they want anyway, um, whether it be income tax or, or, or whatnot, or just like we've seen in Victoria where the land tax has come in for investors and made made it for a lot of investors um, not worth owning properties depending on um, cash flows. The last argument uh, was... A never-ending land tax, if you kept it for a a period beyond, say, 30, 40 years, it would end up costing you more. Um, The only argument I have against it is I think it's going to increase the price of properties because anything that you do, we've seen it in this state with first homeowner grants, anything you do to expedite people's entry to the market is an uplift in property values. And then you've got the age-old issue of, well, now it's even harder for homeowners to get in. Um, however, I do like it because if you're someone that wants to get into the market, it means you can get in quicker, you can start to pay the debt down, build up equity and make plans for the next property. So open to you boys. What do you think? I like it. Mm. I actually like it. I think um, if you're given a choice of one or the other, and that's for all purchases, I, I don't think just first home buyers, I think there's some relevance in it because from a government perspective, you go – you don't really need to increase the rate because property prices will go up in time. I particularly like it if it's based on the land value because I just feel like the entry point all around in the market will be more accessible so people can make stronger decisions. And why I like it is because we're such a transient community now. Um, it's it's not so often that you see people staying in homes uh, for 20, 30 years, like probably what happened you know, 20, 30 years ago. So so to me, I think there's a it's dynamic. And I think the government wins. I think people entering into property wins. If property prices goes up again, well, look, it's probably going to come back a bit given where interest rates are going at the moment. But I think overall, it just it makes sense. I mean, how often do you see even, I mean, this this you know, trivializes it, but you see where you can buy something for 12 months and get a discount or you can, yeah, you can pay it 
per month. In this case, and it's more expensive. In this case, I think it's the opposite way around. I feel like you're on a better wicket in paying it per annum on the land value, or you can have a choice if you want to pay it in full at, at a certain cost as well. I, I, don't, I don't mind it. I think it's great. What you said there nailed it. Choice. You've got the mm-hmm. choice. Yep. So you don't have to go either way. Uh, it's whatever you think. Correct. If you're someone that's got that deposit, you might choose to uh, to pay the stamp duty. But for me, if it's a six or seven year um, plan, which it generally is, give me the land tax every day of the week because either way, I've got to pay the stamp duty on the next one on the yep. on the forever home. So the, the the next purchaser, they're not locked into that that same. They can then make the choice again after that as well, or, or once the property is converted to a pay annually, does it stay as a pay annually property? It's it's a good point because I heard some rumours when they were first looking at this that it was attached to the property, mm. but I don't see how they can do that if it's first time owners only. Yeah, so it must the be person, the purchaser. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I like it. Yeah, and and I think the other thing is even if um, you know, as we say, property prices go up in the future, then that that tax goes up, but in proportion, you've still got a benefit in regards to what you're paying to the property value um, increasing. So, I yeah, I really like that. I think it's it's very business like. I, I think it's clever. So, I, and I'd be I'd be happy to open it up to the full market. I know they're going to test it, and definitely for first homeowners to start with. But um, yeah, why not? It's increasing revenue year on year for the government. Gets people in as an entry point. Um, is it is it more risky going to the bank of mum and dad? Yeah, not so much. I know mum and dads help out their kids, but it's a great way for kids to be independent and get into the market. It's a great way for people to upsize, downsize. Um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's got legs. No, I re- I really like it too, guys. I think. Uh it's it's just one of those ones where you can be a little bit smarter about how you're taxing people. And I think, look, if we had another hour, I could go into about what my thoughts are with GST and uh, income tax. But I might touch on it quickly while we're talking about taxes, just to get your thoughts on one little thing. GST was brought in in the year 2000 at 10%. 22 years has gone by and nobody has touched the GST rate. They keep tinkering with company tax rates and individuals are paying, you know, pretty substantial amount of their tax. You know, most individuals probably average somewhere around 30 cents and and the higher income earners 45 or 47. But the fact that GST, which is one of the biggest, could be one of the biggest contributors of revenue to the government, they have not changed this. We are lagging behind the rest of the developed world where everybody else has put their GST or their VAT up so that more taxes are collected on the values of goods and services, allowing for the government to bring taxes down in other areas like income tax. And outside of that, one of my biggest bugbears is probably, you know, saw the data uh, popped up the other day from the Daily Australia, 800 of the largest companies in Australia paid $0 tax in 2021. You know, your biggest big corporates paid no company tax. So, like, I think, you know, a way of fixing up, you know, these little land tax and stamp duty and bloody payroll tax, which is one of our most hated, is get it right at the bigger end of the scale. If if you increase GST, New Zealand went from 10% to 15%. It increased revenue dramatically to the government, but it allowed them to bring down income taxes so that their, their citizens weren't taxed as much. And if we look at the revenue for Australia project, like, so for the government, of 500, I'm going to go with 
billion of 540 billion in tax revenue, 270 billion comes from individuals paying tax, individual everyday Australians. Half of Australia's tax revenue is taken off its individual citizens, but only one fifth comes from companies and less than a fifth comes from GST. So you're telling me what I, what I truly believe is if you can tax the big corporates properly, I'm not saying increase tax rates. I think you know having people pay the right amount of tax at company level and collect more GST and then lower individual taxes so that people have got more money to buy properties and you know go out and spend money on goods and services so the GST is going to keep kind of looping back around but yeah we're we're the, I think there might be not too many countries behind us maybe Sri Lanka at 8% and then Australia at 10% and the rest of the world has upped its GST and its VAT so that the government gets revenue that way rather rather than taxing its individual citizens as much as we're taxed yeah, it's it's an interesting point. I um, you know my views on it. I think tax everything, everyone the same. Mm. So there's no, like I said, there's so much money spent on strategy to minimise tax that if you have consistency across the board, I know there was talk, and I don't know if it's going to get through, where the tax rate for people earning up to two hundred thousand would come back down from forty seven cents in the dollar to I think around about thirty. Um, or something lower. I think that was Didn't the. They just but, that? But, but, Didn't they say that? Yeah, not I think they do might that? have. Mm. But they they should do it. They should actually keep it consistent, no matter how much people are earning. Keep the corporate tax rate consistent across the board. Um, GST, I guess, as long as it's consistent as well, even if it's raised. You don't want people trying to find ways to minimise tax. If you keep it consistent, people will just earn. You know, they'll focus on earning. And you you get rid of the problem, and even with the what we've been talking about on this land tax, this new proposal in New South Wales, you know they're going to get money back on the capital gain. You know if they're a couple of years in or three years in and sell it, you haven't got that cost base in your in your property on an investment. So there's there's potential tax benefits coming back to the government in all sorts of ways, as long as the consistency is there. And I, I still can't believe they haven't done it. I, I just feel like business owners, if they're paying, you know, 26 cents across the board and that's what ind- individuals are paying, I, I just think it equalises everything and money just works better yeah. and opportunities are focused on rather than, you know, tax minimisation. I, I just, I mean, that's just a personal opinion of mine i've always thought that i've never understood it's it. never going to happen mate because it makes sense and you know, <laughs> yeah the big issue with pol- with politics that i'm not telling anyone who doesn't already know this but the biggest issue with politics is people don't think about the long-term hmm. prosperity they think about their tenure and how to get re-elected and that's about it um i'd love yours i think it's a good long-term solution and maybe when you're uh Multi, multi million billionaire, you're already a millionaire, but maybe when you're a multi, multi billionaire and you are, you don't need to worry about getting re elected, we get you in there, mate, and you can start thinking about the long term. Deputy PM to you, Marty, any day. So uh, we can, we can replay back to this episode when we're both running for, uh, or when we're elected, Marty, and uh, we'll, we'll get this country running tip top. Uh, boys, <laughs> there is no way I'll be in there. Just give me the 30 cents of the dollar across the board. <laughs> The rest will take care of itself. There are better people than me for that. <laughs> Guys, it's been episode 80 of The Numbers Game, talking all things tax. Hopefully you followed and kept awake and, and been as excited as we are when we're talking tax and stamp duties and uh, everything else. But uh, until next time, uh, we've 
been an absolute pleasure having you listen to the show and until next time. We want to put money back in your pocket, but for now, it's game over. <laughs>